0: Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave
1: Ebert. Good evening, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast. Whether you're watching live on Facebook, YouTube, or you're catching us on the Creative Motion Network, or even listening to the audio uh, released two days after the uh, podcast goes live on Facebook and social media, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening or watching. Uh, we got a really a great show uh, for you this uh, uh, this episode. Uh, we're talking about Moms in the Making, uh, founded by uh, Carolyn Harries and um uh, Uh, Normally, we do uh, our live show on Mondays, but uh, um, our Mondays were booked, and I'm like, I want to talk about Moms in the Making before their big conference, uh, which is coming up in October, October 1st and 2nd, uh, heading down that way. I can't go in because it's for Moms in the Making, not for the dads, but that's okay. We're going to talk about all of that coming up. uh, and Also, uh, we will be releasing the audio version two days later after this uh, goes live. Uh, So in the meantime, be sure to catch our conversation from this past Monday night with BJ and Cameron Arnett. Uh, Please check it out because you will be blessed. And I think especially uh, you're going to be blessed uh, if you're a married couple or you're going to be married because not to lift them up, but they truly have a God-honoring marriage. And I think that uh, you can see just the love and the joy they have in each other uh, during that conversation that we had with BJ and Cameron Arnett Uh, earlier this week. So be sure to catch that episode and stay tuned for this one. It's going to be a great one. Uh, Really looking forward to that. Um, uh, Tonight, we're talking about Moms in the Making, which is an organization, uh, a ministry that's changing lives. It's changing families. It's changing communities. And really, it's changing eternities. Uh, We're going to hear from the founder and president of Moms in the Making tonight. Uh, You're not going to want to miss a chance to hear from her, get to know her, and get to know the heart of uh, Carolyn Harry's uh, so let's uh, actually transition before we bring her in. Let's get to our devotions with Dave segment uh, tonight. Our devotion with Dave segment is uh, going to be coming from Hebrews 11, 17 to 18. Uh, really like this passage uh, from Hebrews. Really love um, all the Hebrews. Uh, we don't know who wrote it for sure. Uh, so the anonymity takes a lot of, of questions out of the picture. You just trust the word and trust what God has uh, passed down to us. So verses 17 and 18. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac. And even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. So often we can make an idol out of The promise of God and not who God is. Sometimes God will test us. Are we willing to take those promises and give them right back to God? Are we willing to take the thing that God has put in our heart and say, God, it's not me. It's not this promise. It's not this thing that you're saying that you're going to do, but it's me and you. Are we willing to set Isaac on the wood, our Isaac, whether it's our job, whether it's the promise of children, which we're going to talk a little bit about uh, tonight with Moms in the Making, or whether it's, like, for me, comedy. Am I willing to let comedy, which is my Isaac, and lay it on the wood and show my faith that, God, I don't know what your plan is, but I have faith in you. You told me to do it. I'm going to do it. So it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Are you willing to take that step and take that promise and give it back to God and let him do with it what he will? So that is our devotions with Dave segment, reading out of Hebrews 11, uh, verses 17 and 18. So uh, I hope uh, you're blessed and encouraged by our devotions with Dave segment. Uh, We do that every week because we want to start the show off right by giving honor and glory to God because uh, that's what this show is all about, gifts for glory. It's not my glory. It's not my guest's glory. It's for God's glory, and that's what we do. That's what we're all about. So I hope that blessed you. And now let's bring in our guest. Uh, Our guest tonight is the president and founder of Moms in the Making, Uh, started back in June of 2013, one year into her journey of desiring to become a mom. She has a heart for those who are waiting on breakthrough from the Lord. Her unwavering faith is evident as she continues to believe for her own miracle of children. She delights in the encouraging of women uh, through her internationally uh, followed blog and book. Uh, It's entitled In Due Time. Uh, You can find all those links in our show notes. Uh, She also hosts a podcast, A Cup Full of Hope, and uh, also Moms in the Making. Uh, in 2017, she quit her corporate job and pursued Moms in the Making full-time. And when she isn't blogging or encouraging people with truth, you can find her traveling the world with her husband or staying active by working out and competing in triathlons. Uh, well, you know she's a Christian, so obviously she's going to compete in a sport that has three. Uh, the triathlon. All right. That was a bad joke. Uh, Please uh, join me in welcoming uh, Caroline Harries. Caroline, welcome so much to the uh, Gifts for Glory podcast. Uh, uh, It's a pleasure to have you.
0: Thank you, Dave. It's so great being here. I appreciated that joke. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you.
1: Absolutely. Uh, That's the one thing that uh, that Bobby does roll her eyes at is I like wordplay. Uh, Yeah, I I
0: love it. That's my husband. He has a very dry sense of humor, and sometimes I understand, and sometimes I don't. So (laughs) that's fun.
1: Well, he and I may need to hang out uh, while we're down there for the Moms in the Making Conference in October.
0: Well, hey, listen, we'll put you to work because he's usually at the conference working for all these ladies. So if you want to come help, he'll gladly accept your help.
1: Okay. That that may be a date. Awesome. Um, I'll be down there. So, uh, and, and uh, my wife, Bobby, she's going to be down there for the Moms in the Making conference. Uh, so, we kind of touched on it. Um, for those that maybe are, are still a little confused and don't know what we're talking about, uh, what is Moms in the Making?
0: Yes, Moms in the Making is a faith-based fertility support group, and we minister and love on women who are trying to grow their family, and we do that by using God's Word. We really believe that God's Word transforms lives, and we believe that God's Word has a lot to say about the journey to motherhood, and so we minister to women who are in the wait, whether they're struggling to conceive, they're struggling to stay pregnant, pursuing fertility treatments, adoption, surrogacy, no matter where they are in the journey, we love to just love on them.
1: And that's so awesome because as we were talking before we came on and something that my wife and I have talked about is there is kind of a stigma where it's one of those things where the church maybe doesn't fully understand the journey or the pain or they're not willing to. And you hear things like, well, if you pray a little harder or or if you just believe a little bit stronger, you're you're, you're going to be blessed. And because of those stigmas, there's a lot of people, a lot of women who go through it and suffer in silence. And that's the beauty of having an organization like this, to be able to come alongside and support wherever that journey has started from and wherever that journey ends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the enemy's game to want to keep people in isolation. That's not anything new he's been doing that since the beginning of time and um he loves to do that which is why we want to connect people connect women so that they're in a community where they can be supported prayed for encouraged and that isolation it'll it'll kill us if we don't if we don't um step out and join some kind of community so that's why we're definitely passionate about what we do
1: one of the things that i like to talk about is the, uh, when Jesus is talking about the roaring lion looking for someone to devour, it's a beautiful image because a lion cannot take out a pack. Mm-hmm. The lion tracks down the weakest, the one that's by themselves, maybe the sick one. But if we stick together in a pack, that roaring lion looking for someone to devour has a much harder time of getting something to eat.
0: Yeah. I just got off a video before this and I was just sharing that verse in 1st Peter and it it's true it's I mean scripture so clearly tells us and this is why we have to put on that full armor of God and I love that example you just gave in that analogy of the power of community because it goes a long way.
1: Yeah. So the uh, conference this year, obviously, uh, there wasn't one last year due to the worldwide phenomenon.
0: Oh no, we had it.
1: Oh, you did.
0: <laughs> oh, we were the crazy ones worshiping Jesus in the middle of the pandemic. So
1: <laughs> how did I, how did I know? How did I not realize? Okay. I don't
0: know. It was awesome. We had. I, right I think
1: time. I think it was a power of assumption that well, everything else was canceled. So obviously,
0: I know. Well, we're in Texas, so things were different in Texas. <laughs>
1: The free state of Texas.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: So uh this year, uh Moms in the Making, October 1st and 2nd. Uh it's uh uh taking place at uh, Bentry Fellowship in uh in the Dallas area. Uh this is your sixth year?
0: Fifth year. Yeah. Fifth year.
1: And uh I know Bentry, it uh, sticks out to me because I have friends, uh uh Fishsticks comedy in Dallas. Oh, nice. Uh one of the guys uh goes there. Um so uh it's like oh Bentry I know that one.
0: Oh that's so funny. Yeah, we've this is our now I think this is our fourth venue. <laughs> so <laughs> we like to make life complicated and switch venues every year which um it's not been ideal but it's just kind of how it's worked out but we're thankful to be able to have it there and we're very expectant and excited.
1: What uh what will uh, women find when they get there? Um Are there breakout sessions or is it all speaking? What is the the flow that they can expect?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of a mix of everything. So we do do a lot from the main stage, including main stage speakers and Q&A sessions where we give the women a chance to hear from our key leaders and um, be able to really ask anything and everything, which if you're a curious person like me, is a great time because you can ask all your burning questions. And then we do do what we call breakthrough sessions. And we call them that. They're really breakout, but we just trust the Lord is going to bring breakthrough to whatever topic or area. And so we give the women an opportunity to choose from several different sessions. And on top of that, we do a lot of worship, pretty much probably like, I would guess around five hours at the conference or maybe maybe less, maybe more is worship. We spend a lot of time doing that. And then prayer. Each woman gets individual prayer by one of our intercessors on our intercession team. And in the middle of that is laughter and fun and giveaways and tears and all the other things as well.
1: That's amazing. Now uh, my wife, uh, Bobby is watching and uh, she did comment that she will make sure that I help. Oh, good. So- Listen, uh, we
0: really need it. You have no idea. It's like putting on a a wedding minus it's two days and it's all volunteer run. And so anyways, we definitely need your help. So (laughs) we'll put you to work. I'll hold you to that, Dave.
1: Okay. (laughs) I will do it. I I, I like serving and... you know, there is a little bit of you know that that ego, like, "Hey, I'm a man among all these women." No, yes, <laughs> that's
0: right. I I know my, my husband will be glad he's not the only one. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Yeah, we got to have each other's backs because yeah, it's uh, that's it right. could be dangerous. Yes, that's um, right. So the um, not only are you involved in Moms in the Making, which is uh, a huge thing, uh, you are international. You're in uh, what forty some states now
0: it's a lot. I, I should know, but I don't. <laughs> um, we have, I know we have over 50 in-person groups across mm-hmm. the world and then we have 12 virtual groups. So 62 groups, um, are, you know, estimated and it's, it's wild what God's doing.
1: And, uh, my wife who is a member of the, uh, Orland Park group, Uh, If you're if you're one of my friends in the Illinois area that are watching and you know somebody or you are somebody that has had a struggle with growing uh, their family, whether uh, it's been infertility or, as uh, Carolyn said, uh, staying pregnant or uh, whatever else uh, the case may be. And it's not just for uh, not just for people who don't have children, because I know that there are members who have had children, but they're wanting to add to their family and they're going through a struggle with that.
0: Absolutely. It's so common. Secondary infertility is so common where you get pregnant with your first and then struggle to get pregnant again. And you know, the desire is the desire, and so we don't restrict it just to those who've never had kids. We really want to come alongside anyone who is having the desire and yet is facing challenges. Mm-hmm.
1: So for our listeners, if you want to connect, find out more. It's momsinthemaking dot com. And if you're in Illinois, if you're in the Chicagoland area, MomsInTheMaking.com slash Illinois, and uh, that will get you connected to uh, uh, Brooke Simpkins' group. Uh, Brooke has been on uh, Gifts of Glory uh, back in uh, 2019 uh, when her uh, uh, location started, her group started. And uh, she's also a member of Well-Versed Comedy, uh, our improv ministry. Uh, So I really love Brooke and uh, love the fact that uh, my wife, Bobby is able to go and connect and be part of that community where there's this one shared trait, but it's not only about that. The biggest thing is about growing in faith and growing in your closeness and reliance on God.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: How did, how did you start moms in the making? I, I mean, I know that it's born out of your own journey, but when did it become like, hey, I want to pour into other women instead of just my own relationship with the Lord.
0: Yeah, my testimony has really just been a testimony of saying yes. A lot of little yeses that I've just add up and become bigger yeses. And so my husband and I were initially diagnosed with infertility in 2012. And it was <laughs> about a year into our journey that the Lord really just put it on my heart to have women over who are going through the same thing and just do life together and pursue Jesus together And to be honest, at that time, I didn't think much of it. I was just being obedient. I had uh, led many small groups and women's Bible studies before, and so it was just kind of what I knew to do. And at that time, we would meet every week, and we had six women to begin with, and we just started seeing so much fruit from the very beginning. God just breathed on it, bringing life to bear in wombs and healing hearts. I remember some of the first testimonies about prayer lives getting completely changed because that was a big thing, a big part of our group. And so anyway, started in 2013 in my living room and over time started gaining some traction just with an online audience through Facebook and really through uh, my blog. And people were finding it about it all over the world. And at that time it wasn't even moms in the making. And I don't remember quite when we named it, but we became an official nonprofit in 2017, an official ministry, if you will. And then from there, hosted our first conference and started launching groups. And really, it was just the Lord prompting these little things, knew when it was time to have a conference, said yes, did not know what all it would entail. And I'm like, if I knew what it would have entailed, I probably would have said no. So (laughs) (laughs) you protected me from that, but... Um, he just keeps breathing life on it. And here we are with all these groups worldwide. So it's really just been amazing what he's done.
1: How in awe are you of the fact that it's international? Somebody starting in your living room is now speaking to women and to families around the world.
0: You know, I'll be completely honest. I don't know if it's hit me yet. I just, I think I'm so ingrained in the everyday, day to day, like grind of it, and just uh, because it is volunteer based, and a lot of it is on my plate, which is okay. But I, I just don't even have time to like stop and consider the. I don't want to say I don't have time, and I don't want to say I haven't considered what he's done. But I don't know. I'm just focused on him and. Um, and of course it's amazing all the testimonies and stuff, but I don't know if it's quite hit me, you know, how large it's grown and how quickly it's grown too, because it's been very quickly from 2018 really to where we are now launching groups. It's gone fast.
1: (laughs) Wow. It's gone viral.
0: Yes. Yes, it (laughs) has.
1: Not only do you run Moms in the Makeup, but you're also a podcast host and a blogger. Um, you, uh, kind of run your uh, blog and your uh, podcast through trusting and due time on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the book and how it became a blog and then the podcast, or is that even the order that it happened?
0: Yeah. So about a week after we were diagnosed with infertility, uh, the Lord had put it on my heart to start a blog. And I tell the story that I kind of chuckled and laughed at him. And I'm like, uh-huh, you're funny. You picked the wrong person because my background is in finance, business degree, marketing. And I always struggled with writing and reading comprehension. And that's who the Lord chooses, of course, is the most unlikely and the most unequipped. And that happened to me, be me. So he put it on my heart to start A blog. And after I kind of chuckled at him, I did become obedient. And really, the beginning was just to share our journey. uh, Because there was a lot of doctor's appointments at the beginning, figuring out what was going on. But over time has really um, transitioned into just sharing faith and sharing in my mind is truth. So just spiritual encouragement. And unfortunately, over the past year has kind of had to take a little back step from that just because I haven't had time to dedicate to it. But Out of the blog was birthed a book called In Due Time As Well. And my heart for the book is the same as it is for the blog. And that's just to encourage people with hope and encouragement, no matter what they're facing, whether that's infertility or just a hard season in life. So the book was birthed uh, five years ago almost and um, has also, you know, I've shipped copies all over the world and hopefully it's been a blessing to those who have read it, but it is a devotional style book. So anyone could pick it up and read it. And then let's see, in 2019 launched a podcast called a cup full of hope podcast. And that is just all about how we can radiate hope no matter what the circumstance. And you can be going through the worst of times and I believe still just carry hope and radiate with hope. So that is um, all the information on the podcast.
1: Uh, And I've listened to uh, several of the episodes because as I we're, we we kind of are connecting because of, of Brooke Simpkins. Mm-hmm. And Brooke said that uh, her journey uh to a deeper faith and a closer relationship with the Lord came with bombs in the making and following along with a cupful of hope podcast. Uh so for our listeners, a cupful of hope is a great way to connect and, and just hear the heart and the journey and also hear some inspirational stories. So I highly recommend that uh when you're you're completely uh have enjoyed the the gifts of glory podcast and you're looking for something else
0: yes there you go (laughs) Uh,
1: or you know if the lord leads you go ahead turn this one off and find a cup full of hope podcast.com i'm not going to get in the lord's way because he can give me the viewers and the listeners regardless
0: amen that is true (laughs) that is true
1: and uh just uh, uh for our viewers i keep popping up the different websites um Cause you're, you've got a wide net between moms in the I, making. and I due do. Time.
0: I can't keep up. So I will say I'm impressed that you can, cause you are probably the first person who's interviewed me, who actually knows what's happening. <laughs> Everyone gets very confused. Like what's moms in the making and what's in due time. So well done. You should see me try to keep up on social media. Cause I have so many different accounts.
1: <laughs> and I, I run into the same problem because I also work in my churches, uh, you know, uh, a Facebook page. Okay. Every once in a while I'll have posted something about my church and then somebody asks a question and I start commenting and then I look back and realize, uh Oh, I've just commented as my church.
0: I do that all the time. I do that all the time.
1: (laughs) So somewhere somebody's getting a notification. Oh, somebody's replied. And then it's like, where'd it go?
0: Yeah. That's funny. (laughs)
1: Um, so the, um, uh, the book is in due time. The podcast is a cup full of hope.com. Is there a, a central location where somebody can go and just kind of spring to all those or
0: I would suggest in due time. Yeah. If they go to the in due time.com that right there, then that will bring them to bombs of the making podcast. Then you can find my book, all the things more than you would ever want to know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's n-do-time.com, uh, a great way to connect and uh, kind of springboard into all the different ministries uh, uh, that our guest is a part of. So the as I mentioned before we started, the biggest and my favorite part of the show is always hearing the different ways that our guests have found a relationship with Jesus. Uh, there are people who will tell us, yeah, I, I kind of have a boring testimony and I, I kind of Admonish them. It's like there is no such thing as a bad or a weak or or a bad testimony because when you've accepted Jesus, it's a powerful testimony. Amen. Uh so for you, how was your journey? Where where did it start? Who influenced you and led you to find that relationship with Jesus?
0: So I did not grow up in a Christian home, but there was a neighbor who invited me to church. They had two kids who were my age and then my brother's age, one of my brother's ages. And so when I was in middle school, they invited me to church and I really, that's where I ca- encountered Jesus. I don't remember the exact age or what grade I was, but I remember being hungry and going uh, all the time, going to the youth camp and the Sunday service and just getting very involved. And and so really that was when I met Jesus was through a neighbor bringing me to church and I was in middle school.
1: Hmm. When you uh, made that decision in in middle school, which is relatively young, but Mm -hmm. there are historians that would say that uh, the Virgin Mary was not much older than that. So, uh, you know, the Lord can reach you wherever you are. Uh, What was the biggest challenge after that? Were you just immediately on fire or was it like, hey, I'm a Christian now, but you still went through the teenage years?
0: That's a great question. I think at that age I was pretty on fire and... I would say just like pure and innocent. Now, when I got to college, I definitely went off the rails for sure. And um, not really until I turned 21. But once I turned 21, I had a great time in college, still honestly had like a good head on my shoulders. But just also liked alcohol. And so um, went out partying a lot and really even after graduating college did the same thing. And even so, you know, meeting my husband, we would go out and party together. And um, I would say, you know, we were living kind of the what cultural Christian life where it's like, you're out one night and then you're at church the next morning and I would say it's really probably our infertility journey that completely drew us to our knees and just set us back on fire for Jesus. And there's been no turning back ever since that.
1: Your uh, in- infertility uh, journey or your fertility journey. Um, at what point did it become your Isaac having to set that on the altar for, for God? Uh, was there a major turning point or is it kind of this, almost like a crockpot experience where you simmered for a while and then you finally found yourselves there.
0: Yeah, I definitely had the major turning point experience that I can remember. The first, I don't remember how long, but probably year of our journey, I would say it was pretty miserable and uh, we were charting and tracking and doing all the diets, doing like all the things that you're supposed to do, quote unquote, to have a baby. And I would have friends call me, tell me they're pregnant. I just couldn't handle it. I was jealous. I was bitter. And I had a dream one night. The Lord gives me a lot of dreams, but I had a dream one night. And in the dream, I was pregnant. And I remember waking up that next morning. And in fact, I wasn't pregnant. I had started a new cycle. And really, I consider that moment my rock bottom moment. And I felt like in that moment, the Lord had given me an invitation and invited me and said, okay, Caroline, you can continue to hold on to this. And but you you look like a toddler. And I did. I was it's like I was screaming. I was kicking. I was throwing a fit. Right. The story wasn't going my way. And he just said, you know, it's not by your works that you'll have a baby. It's by my grace. And it's going to be a gift. And so invited me in that moment to surrender. And I'm thankful that I did, because that really did change the trajectory of the past eight or so years after that. And um, and it was a definitely a big turning point and Really, this big moment of surrender for me.
1: And uh, yeah, I I, I don't want to you know, dig in because he's not with you. But where? How was your husband in that journey? Was he hitting those rock bottom moments with you? Was he already there at the bottom to catch you? How? Uh, uh, you know, talk a little bit about the importance of having him in that journey.
0: Well, I just think he's the best. And I know that sounds so like cliche, but really he's been so supportive the whole time. And in the fact that he's been supportive, I also think it's important to address that the journey's completely different. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we as women want our husbands to understand, but I don't think you're actually meant to understand. Just like I can't understand um, what my sister-in-law went through when her son passed away She can't understand what I'm going through. And I'm not saying infertility doesn't affect the husband because it does. And I'm not saying it's not his story because it is. But my husband doesn't know what it's like to like start a period, right? He doesn't Mm -hmm. have to go through that. He doesn't know what your body has to go through Um, for all these women who are doing all these appointments and shots and injections. Like a husband can't understand that. But it doesn't mean he can't be supportive. And so really, my husband has turned me to Jesus the whole time. And we've constantly sought the Lord together in it. And he's been very supportive. But it's also a different journey, especially because day in and day out, what I'm doing is I'm ministering to women who are going through it. And my husband has a corporate job and he's doing his life. And so, um, again, not wanting to diminish what men go through, not wanting to say that they don't experience. But I do think it's important to recognize. Recognize it's a different journey. And I got a lot of breakthrough in that one time when a friend had said, Hey Carolyn, you know, when you're a mom and he's a dad, your roles are different too. And so mm-hmm. I just think our roles are different and um and how we process is different, but we constantly come together to make sure we're on the same page and make sure each other are feeling supported along the way.
1: And I think that's very important. And uh and I I'm not making commentary on on my, my relationship with, with uh, my wife, Bobby. But I do think that for all couples that are having this, this journey, Mm -hmm. it's important to understand that it affects both couples, Mm -hmm. both sides of the couple differently uh, because there are certain things biologically and inherently wired that are different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much like in in many circumstances, the wife doesn't understand why the husband is so worried about providing. Mm -hmm. He's wired that way to provide and protect his family the, the, uh, the wife is wired to grow the family. Yeah. And so when one of those two things hits a roadblock, the other can support and love, but doesn't necessarily fully understand because they're not designed to fully understand.
0: Yeah. And that's why we need community. That's why yes. we need, you know? And so, I mean, for so many years, it was like almost every weekend I was attending a baby shower, hosting a baby shower. Well, my husband's not going to understand, you know, how that could be hard or anything like that. So, uh i think that's where a power of communication is important so we can express what we're feeling the disappointments the pain and talk through things and then just like you're saying support and pray for each other
1: yeah and that's that's one of the hardest things is when you're going through something that your spouse doesn't fully understand that can easily become a wedge and a foothold for Satan to interfere in the marriage and then that makes that especially in fertility, that makes that even harder because the you know just be frank the moments that you need in order to produce a baby Mm -hmm. now become less and less because there's so much angst between the couple
0: absolutely yeah I think all of it is so real and I mean the enemy just wants to come in and wreak havoc and so I think that's why you know we need to guard our hearts and communicate and be in community and be in the word and all the other things
1: with uh, moms in the making. And I, I don't want you to, to necessarily name names because it's their story, but tell us about some of the victories you've seen because of community, because of the, those battles being fought together instead of as a bunch of individuals.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with this. We have, just celebrated victory after victory, testimony after testimony. I, some of my favorite testimonies are probably, um, I'll give you one that comes to mind. There was a girl, Jessica, who came, I am going to use her name because she's my friend. So, <laughs> um, she came in and she was broken, she was hurting, her identity was PCOS, she was in a bad place, and I mean, she came to group and I kind of knew actually who she was, just mutual friends and knew a little bit about her. And I remember she came in. I'm like, this girl needs help and this girl needs Jesus. And I remember that first group laying hands on her and just praying over her. Well, turns out Jessica is her whole life is different now. She's actually one of our board members and she's the one who like calls me and encourages me all the time. And so you see her whole life transformed because her heart has been healed. Her mind has been renewed. She actually did go on to have her miracle baby. And mm-hmm. um, and her whole life is different. And now she's a part of our board and part of our leadership team. And so talk about just a radical encounter with Jesus that changed everything. And we, we have so many testimonies like that. There's another girl in, who lives up in the North and she came in kind of the same way, just broken, hurting, and through what she's encountered with Jesus, she's affecting her community, and all these mm-hmm. people are getting to know Jesus. And like her dad got healed of eyesight because of her prayers, and it's just radically, you know, set a fire in women, and those hearts are being healed, and then it just it changes so many people and and marriages and marriages. I could just go on and on about people who came to the conference thought they were about to get a divorce. And it just, it changed something in them that then they brought home to their husband. And um, so, yeah, lots and lots of victories and testimonies.
1: I believe, if I'm not mistaken, several of them have been posted, uh, as we get closer to the conference, on the uh, Facebook and the Instagram pages. So uh, find uh, Moms in the Making at Moms in the Making, uh, spelled uh, exactly as it sounds. um, And uh, find them on Facebook and Instagram find these different stories of successes and miracle babies and miracles happening in marriages and relationships. And most importantly, miracles happening in the re- restoration and the deepening of relationships between uh, God's children and himself. Yeah. So um, I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, a cup full of hope podcast um, because uh, it, it as I mentioned, Brooke had uh, really endorsed it and it is it's a phenomenal conversation each and every episode talking about hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know who the source of hope is, and that is God through uh, the gift of salvation of Jesus Christ. What has been your favorite thing about doing the show, doing the podcast?
0: Ooh, that's a great question. I just love Jesus. So I love talking about him. And I, my heart is always, if it's for one person, I'll do it. Like if I, pour out all this time, writing a blog post and one person reads it, it's worth it. And I feel like, you know, for the podcast, I know that at least one person has been encouraged, which has made it worth it. But I think there's just so many people whose theology is a little off. And I just love sharing just truth. Like God's word is true. We don't get to pick which part is true and which part's not. And so I just am passionate about sharing truth ensuring hope so that people can, it just changes everything. When you encounter Jesus, your whole life will change. So I just love it.
1: I uh, actually listened to uh, the most recent episode, uh, episode 110 uh, today, i um, my way home from uh, work, just doing some uh, more homework preparing for the, uh, for today. And then also uh, because like I said, it, it's always a great conversation. So uh Your uh, chat with uh, Megan Smalley that uh, came out uh, two days ago. Uh, Tell us uh, some highlights from that conversation.
0: Yeah, that was a great, that was a better one to listen to than the week before called Who Told You That? Because I was very, very, I get very passionate and very feisty. (laughs) So now I'm kind of in a season where sometimes I do episodes where I'm just talking. Sure enough, I could talk all day if you give me a microphone. And then sometimes I'm interviewing people. But yeah, I had a chat with Megan. She's super sweet. She herself has walked through infertility and has come out on the other side um, but she just shared a lot about God's grace and the power of and the importance, I should say, of taking your pain to the Lord. And there was lots of nuggets in her episode.
1: Yeah. Now, you kind of discounted it, but I did. I listened to episode 109. Who told you that? Oh, good. And <laughs> good or bad? I, I thought I thought it, it it's well worth because it it had it had some. And I'm not taking away from your conversation with Megan. I'm talking, I'm just saying that this episode was, was good. There was like a reality check to it and there was passion there that I really enjoyed and appreciated. Uh, So I've shared those links in our chat for uh, those that are, uh, that are uh, watching along on Facebook, but uh, uh, dive into that a little bit more about who told you that and what, uh, what the point of that, that uh, conversation or that monologue was.
0: Yeah. So for about a year, I don't know how long now, a long time, I just have had this phrase in my head over and over and over. And it's who told you that you were naked. And mm-hmm. it goes back to it's in the it's in the Bible. It's in Genesis. It goes back to Adam and Eve. And God's basically saying, hey, who told you that? Like, who told you you were naked? And so that birthed this podcast title, who told you that? And my heart really was I I mean, so many times there's women who come to me and they're like, well, I can never kids. And my question is, who told you that? Like, did God actually tell you that? Or, you know, I'm never going to be able to get out of debt. And it's like, who told you that? Did God actually tell you that? So it was really my heart was just to challenge people in asking them like are the things you're declaring and believing what god actually spoke are they scriptural are they his heart or did you come up with that theology or that thought or that idea belief system yourself because there's a big difference and i strongly believe nothing is impossible with him i i get very passionate and um, fired up when i'm given a challenge and so when someone says it's impossible, I'm like, "Awesome. Now watch God watch God do his thing." And um recently we had a testimony personally of that very thing with getting a new house because everyone was speaking, "It's impossible in this market. It's impossible in this market. It's impossible." And I said to my husband, "Watch God show up." And sure mm-hmm. enough, he showed up. It was a wild testimony. He made it happen. And then he completely outdid himself like going way Above and beyond what we could have asked or dreamed, but we opened the door to it because we trusted that He was the God of impossible. And I just think so often we shut the door to what God wants to do, and so maybe it's closing the door to motherhood because you quote unquote think it's impossible. But it was never God's God's belief system or thought for you to shut that door. So that was kind of the heart behind that one.
1: You think about uh, David; uh, he was walking around the Israeli, you know, the Israelite camp. I'll never defeat Goliath. Who told you that?
0: Exactly. Yes. I mean, every day we can be saying it. It's just like, okay, but did God say that? Because I don't think that's the voice of the father.
1: Yeah. Because Adam and Eve didn't know they were naked until the sin and the devil let them know. Yeah. And usually, actually every time that something is whispered in your ear, that's not of God, it's the devil. So you gotta ask yourself, if this thought is not of God, who told me that? Mm-hmm. Amen. So I, I don't think you should shy away from it. I think it's powerful and it's needed in, especially in a time when you have a lot of people that try to sugarcoat too much, the gospel and sugarcoat mm-hmm. too much because you gotta, you gotta follow your feelings and go with, with what is in here. Mm-hmm. But what is in here is, can be very deceitful. The Bible tells us that.
0: Yeah, yep. Absolutely.
1: So I want everyone uh, to check out a cupful of hope podcast. Uh, it's at a cupful of hope uh, On the screen is the link to the uh, specific episode. Uh, Who told you that that we're talking about? Uh, you can find them all, uh, and, and I I I just endorse it because I enjoy it, and I also know that uh, our friend uh, Brooke has really been blessed by it, and I know that women around the world, and I'm sure more men uh, that that maybe maybe they don't want to admit. Uh, yes. very <laughs>
0: there you go.
1: No, I don't listen to that, that exactly that right? podcast. Uh, right. I listen to to Trucks and Yeah,
0: uh huh. <laughs> I'm always trying to get my husband Colby to listen, but I think he hears me enough preaching all day. He's like, "I'm good. I'm I'm okay." <laughs> yeah, he
1: he listens quietly. He supports there you, you in the background. That's right. Kind of like at the conference you know he's behind the scenes and
0: we need it we need yeah. that support
1: so ladies if you're watching bring your men and let's serve together serve and have fun uh, it's October in Texas just as things get down out of the triple digits and, exactly uh, so uh, so men let's serve let's do it right yes um, so I uh, want everyone to again mark uh, down the uh, the different ways to connect. Uh, the, uh, the website uh, to really kind of link to everything is in-do-time.com. Uh, uh, that's the title of the book, In Due Time. And uh, that's how you can connect with Bombs in the Making, uh, connect with uh, the, the, the book, and also the podcast, A Cup Full of Hope. So one, I want to make sure you check those out. Uh, now, Caroline, I warned you before we went on that uh, we have two final segments. Uh, the first one is called The Interrogation which are seven random questions that uh, probably wouldn't have otherwise fit in the uh, conversation. Uh, so uh, as long as you're ready, let's do the interrogation.
0: Get it. Let's do it.
1: Our first question, uh, the first question of the night is, uh, which part is your favorite in your triathlons?
0: For sure, swimming. Definitely. Yes, hands down.
1: Question number two. Uh, where is uh, where is on your bucket list uh, for travel, uh, either to go back or for the first time?
0: Okay, well, we are very passionate about traveling, but we also like to always explore somewhere new. So I would say Israel, because my husband has been wanting to go there so bad.
1: Nice. Number three, other than Jesus, because that's the easy answer, who is your biblical hero?
0: Probably Abraham. I love Abraham.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anything stick out?
0: Oh, I just love like Romans 418 when it says against all odds, when everything looked hopeless, Abraham believed and he took God at his word. And it goes on to say, because of that, Abraham became a father of many nations. So Hmm. I'm just like, thank you for paving the way, Abraham.
1: Question number four. Um, This one's not quite as easy as the other's. Uh, if you could, what would you most like to do over again?
0: Oh, my goodness. Like something that I did that I didn't like and I want to redo? Uh,
1: You can either do it over or do again. It could be something, maybe something good that you want to just experience again or uh, something that you'd like a a second crack at.
0: Okay. I want to get married again to my husband, by the way, Mm -hmm. but just because it would be super fun and I would definitely change, like, how we did things with our actual wedding. So, but i would still marry the same man just to clarify
1: <laughs> <laughs> well also the 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 gifts again would be really nice
0: yeah there you go that's true
1: no registry just you know put some cash in the card that's hey we, we
0: did just move into new house so i would receive that there
1: we go question number 5 what is a quirk or habit that you have that uh, colby teases you about
0: Oh my gosh, probably just how silly I am. He always says I'm so silly. And then I always tell him he's so silly. And so we just both think each other silly, but I'll have to think about something else. Cause I know there's probably a lot, but probably mainly just that I'm silly. Cause I'm always goofy and just silly. All
1: right. So kind of along those lines, uh, being silly, uh, let's say you have a bad day. You need to unwind. What's your comfort food?
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm on a frozen kind bar cake. I talk about frozen kind bars all the time. They are found in the frozen section. They are ice cream. I'm not taking kind bars and putting them in the freezer. But I try to tell everyone about them because I think they should. everyone should eat them because they bring me lots of joy.
1: And the final question of the interrogation, if God gave you the power to make any one thing happen uh, October 1st and 2nd, what would you make happen at the conference?
0: One thing I am tempted to say, put a baby in everyone's womb, but I would actually say to heal everyone's heart, like of all pain, all disappointment, all all of it, all trauma, just every heart would be completely restored back to its original intent.
1: Mm, good stuff. Okay. Well, that was uh, fairly painless uh, on the interrogation side. <laughs> so this one uh, is our final question every uh, episode for anyone that's looking to step up and use their gifts, uh, whether it's their talents their passions or experiences and use them for God's glory. What is your wise counsel?
0: Yeah, I think honestly, just to get in the secret place with Jesus, because I think everything overflows from being in a relationship with him and spending time with him and, I feel like if we're not doing that, then we will not be able to fully be and fully use any gifts for him in the way that he intended. And so I just think protect the time with him and um, just go after intimacy with Jesus and the fruit will be the overflow.
1: That's a good word. Good word on that. So, uh, Caroline Harris, thank you so much for uh, coming in and uh, sharing Uh, I hope that uh, even as you mentioned, if it's only one, if one family can be blessed uh, by your podcast, by your book or by the Moms in the Making conference and groups, uh, then uh, tonight's conversation is more than worth it uh, because it is changing lives. It is changing families. It is changing the eternities. Uh, So, um, you know, may God bless your work and your book in the conference this year.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Dave.
1: All right. Uh, thank you again. And uh, again, for those watching, uh, uh, please connect and uh, um, at MomsInTheMaking.com. Find out uh, how to get tickets to the conference, October 1st and 2nd. And then also connect with uh, Caroline at uh, InDueTime.com where you can buy the book. And I'm going to show that on the screen really quick. just so you, or uh, Actually, no, I don't have that picture. I do have the picture of the Moms in the Making conference, Save the Date, October 1st and 2nd in Dallas, Texas at Bent Tree Fellowship. Uh, So, uh, Caroline, thank you again for uh, coming on. And uh, next week on Monday, we return with our uh, regularly scheduled live program. August 16th, we have Thor Ramsey and Christopher Sean Shaw uh, from uh, Church People, which is coming out in September uh, on the 3rd for uh, DVD and uh, digital download. So we hope that uh, you'll uh, join us on Monday, live on our Facebook page, or uh, join us on uh, Wednesdays for the audio release. So until then, thank you so much for joining us. Have a blessed rest of your night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.